1: Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us.
0: And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Welcome to this first episode of Money & Chill for 2023 on the Australian Finance Podcast. Kate, how are you going?
1: Good. I made it back from Europe in one piece.
0: Yes, we'll hear or we'll hear all about that today. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Monique, welcome. You've been working for a few weeks, but welcome to this first episode of Money and Chill.
2: Thank you. Good to be back.
0: Yeah, and welcome to everyone that's listening. After a big summer series here on the Australian Finance Podcast, we broke some records, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems um New Year, New Me was really popular. Uh, people love the countdown. Well done, Kate. So we've got Queenie on the show, Had Tash, Evan, Drew, so many. Pete. Wow. Now we're just trying to think about the others that <laughs> appeared, but uh, it was heaps of fun. I think Monique was in there. Yep. Yeah, there we go. No, not to forget Monique. But this is uh, the Money and Chill segment on the Australian Finance Podcast. So this is once a month where we get Monique, our producer, Hello. on the show. And we talk about more laid back stuff. We share some money hacks, what we've been working on behind the scenes, et cetera. If you do want to get more serious with your finances, don't worry, we do that too. Those are found in the other episodes in on the channel. So subscribe. If virtually you like this
1: one. any other episode, but virtually money and chill.
0: any other one, except this one, which is more casual. So we've got a lot to cover. Kate, obviously, uh, traveling, which is going to be a big one, but we usually do a few money hacks and things like that. Yes. So um, I know. Monique, you just spent all of summer reading finance books and Of course. Yeah, I think you just I think you read about 60 Have you finished yeah. the
1: Psychology of Money? Did. Yet? <gasps> oh, is that your I first know. ever fully completed finance book? <laughs> yes it is. I'm excited. Psychology so <laughs> did did of Money, that? how'd
0: you find it? Would you rate it I out of five? It. Did you leave a review? Goodreads?
1: I I will.
2: Do you have a Goodreads um, account? Definitely not. I don't. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the first I do book anyone I on wants to be friends. I think that's the first book I read since uh, Harry Potter or something. But anyway, it's so very, very similar. Yeah, very, very similar. similar. It's all in the mind. No, yeah. but I did enjoy it. It was really cool and like I liked the shorter form stories and Yeah, it's good. It's like all it's all very positive and it's it's a book where you come away feeling good about yourself, I feel. That's how I felt anyway. And like, yeah, yeah does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's how I felt when I first read barefoot yeah. many 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 years ago. I felt really good. Yeah, there you go. felt like I had guidance, but also validation, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Kate knows I love validation, so that's validation probably why I liked it so important. much too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so you'd
2: give it to a friend? Definitely. I think I've already – I've given it to my dad, actually.
1: Oh, nice. So, so he's going to read chat it. chat about it. Yes. 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 are in family book club. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your dad would probably like that. Yeah. Shout out to Monique's father. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. I'm sure he'd love it. <laughs> Just a, bit, a random isn't? shout out. How easy to isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, he is. He's yeah. always been, so I think he'll enjoy it a lot. Yeah, cool.
0: Um, so tell us, do you, did you discover anything about money over the break? Did you try any new hacks? You're pretty thrifty.
2: Yeah, well, I'm pretty thrifty. <laughs> thrifty. And I think I kind of uh, incorporated it into my Christmas gifts this oh, yeah. year. Christmas gifts. Because, okay. like, my family loves to give gifts and it's lovely. But um, I also have a one-bedroom apartment that can't hold much stuff. So, uh, this year when they're like, oh, Monique, what do you want? You know, what do you need? Blah, blah, blah. I was kind of like, can you please just give me like Coles and Woolies vouchers? Because, I mean, I don't have space for anything. And that's also helpful, like yeah. free food for me, at least. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was really, really good. And I'm still living off those, those vouchers like a month and a bit after so, you got a decent haul. Yeah, got a really decent haul. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It, it kind of like, it's also helped like me and my partner's finances in a way because we've just saved like $200 at a time type thing. Um, and we've also like, I, I think we all already kind of did this partially maybe because we're a bit <laughs> lazy, but also like we both work kind of day and night. So, there's a time issue as well. So, going shopping grocery shopping is kind of a challenge sometimes Mm -hmm. so we only really go uh, grocery shopping like once a month and that's kind of determined with like how much food is actually left in the fridge and it's close to nothing so the fridge and freezer has to be kind of completely gone before we go grocery shopping and that saves us a lot of money as well
0: this is like less wastage
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and like so much (laughs) less wastage like I reckon our bins last week had one garbage bag in it. One little garbage bag, yeah. We have, like, no wastage. It's really good.
0: That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Is it bad to give money for Christmas? Like, vouchers seem like they're okay because it's something. Yeah. Have you ever given cash to someone or...? I have. Yeah?
2: I feel like a voucher is better, though, because you have, like, something... Specific that you need to spend it on, and it's more—it feels more like a gift. Whereas you give like, you know, fifty bucks to someone or whatever.
0: For for me, it's kind of
2: yeah, and it just goes in the stash. You know, it just goes in my stash, and I never actually know what I do with it.
1: Yeah, true, (laughs) true. it Just
0: goes into the rest, right? (laughs)
1: I'm giving foreign currency to multiple people as gifts before. Yeah, my aunt the other day wanted a a 10-pound note because she wanted the, the Jane Austen on the back. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think cash, is, it's a bit weird one. Like, unless someone specifically g- definitely needs the cash and you know that it will give them immediate help, I'm probably more I'm more of a physical or, a, like, an event experience gift yeah. kind of person. Yeah, yep. Um, mm. I'm not really a gift card kind of giver.
0: Yeah, a lot of the blokes out there are <laughs> listening to this saying, so, hmm, still going to give the cash. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, no, like, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give cash. Uh, I, it's probably not as thoughtful. It's fair to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it puts a price on someone and it puts a price on the gift.
0: Only if you go like, here, Jimmy, here's twenty. Sally, here's twenty. And Jeffrey, you get fifty. And then Monique, you get like, <laughs> twenty. A... Yep. But no, it's yeah. I mean, like, that's I'd good. rather
1: just do no gifts if it was going to be cash. Yeah.
2: yeah okay. Well, that, that's like the thing. Like, especially do something
0: with them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was with, with my parents. Um, they were like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I don't want. I don't want anything. Like, I just don't yeah. want anything."
0: Which is the classic reply. Yeah. yeah.
2: And like, they're like, "No, we need to give you something. It's Christmas." And I'm like, "Well, this is what you
0: can give me." <laughs> yeah. And you get to spend Christmas together. That's so yeah. Great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice. Um, I'm sure like Monique normally comes up with all the creative ones throughout the year, so I'm sure we'll have quite a few more throughout the year. Yes uh i did get a bit stuck this month so i do have some um one of the ones that i'm i just was i don't know where i was but i was just i had an epiphany and i was like you know what i'm not going to buy any new clothes asterisks uh in 2023 Uh, i am not going to buy t-shirts shirts suits pants, none of that, jeans, nothing brand new. I'm going to buy it all secondhand. It has to be secondhand in an attempt to do the whole three Rs of uh, sustainability, like reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, so the asterisk is I'm not going to buy secondhand undies, thankfully, <laughs> uh, or socks. I do like my my funny socks. And shoes are another one where it's like a bit hard to do sometimes. So um, that's another thing. But it's mainly just like the th- The kind of things that tend to go to waste, like you go to Kmart, you get a $10 shirt, you wear it three times, throw it out. Not going to do that. I'm just going to try and collect uh, from like Vinnie's or Salvo's or whatever. Uh, And I've already found some amazing things. And I think the key thing, if you decide to do this too, is just don't ever put yourself in a situation where you need something. Like you need a shirt because you're going out or you need something for whatever it is that you're doing. Just have a like, kind of a mental list in your head and just be ready if something does pop up when you go totally. to that town and there's a, a $2 shop. But um, So I've, you've
1: been visiting regional Australian op shops over the summer?
0: Yes, I was in Cairns. Um, hot. And um, yeah, I would say that uh, the vinnies there is quite good. Uh, it's got a good range. I uh, can't remember the street that it's on, but it's towards the airport. And um, it, I got a like a Bahamas-inspired white top, like a collared top which is really cool uh it's like seven bucks and then i got this is the thing that you guys are gonna be like damn i can relate to this it's got blue steel boots
1: Ooh, damn yeah. i can relate to yeah, this.
0: yeah damn um so blue steel boots are like the best boots for tradies Steel caps. they're normally so the ones that i got are normally 250 bucks i got them for 70 dollars, and you might be saying well you got them secondhand. they're actually just brand new like i put a photo on twitter i think the other day they are actually brand new they just didn't just not in the box it was insane. It just happened to be my size. So, you know, sometimes you score those bargains when you go through. But, fun fact, don't you make sure you do compare to brand new prices? Because I was at the register and this lovely old man and woman was standing there, and then this guy walks up and he's like, Hey, you know that bike you're selling over there? Well, you're selling it for like 250 and brand new it's $220. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! <laughs> it's So
0: um, he's like, yeah, that's a so Kmart box. The pricing yeah, is a bit yeah. all over the place. Yeah, so just check <laughs> yeah. and know what you're buying. But um, you can find some great things in there. And to be honest, like you know, of the three of us, clearly the one that's into fashion here. Uh, <laughs> not really. Um, th- a lot of that stuff's kind of come back in, like that. That um, they're kind of like more, like you see around Brunswick and yeah. places like that in Melbourne. Um, that kind of stuff is coming back in. So, there's a lot of those clothes you can buy really cheap and yep. uh, it's often good labels. Did you say there's one in Paran? Hmm. Good shop in Paran? Yes. South brand, I think. Yeah, sweet. No. All right, I'm going to give it a crack. And that's basically it. Other than a few things that I went to before we get to Kate, I um, I got some tips from folks on uh, socials, just on Instagram, Instagram. Uh, if you live in West slash North Sydney, uh, buy a uh, cheaper buy miles saves me so much money, says Mimi. Consistent with nice oat milks for $1. What the heck? Uh, Burke's Dog says, hey Owen, mention this one to you and the team at FinFest. Uh, may not be for everyone, but now that travel has resumed, house slash pet sitting is a great option. I paid $0 in rent for five years living all over Sydney. But for people working in a flexible role, such so as casually slash from home, whatever, and love pets, uh, it you need to have a backup home, and I I think that's a great option. So there's if you want to travel, there's if you go to trustedhousesitters.com, uh this you pay about 120 bucks, and if you're travelling and you've got really loose plans overseas, like particularly London, London's a big one, um, but even places places in the United States, um, they estimate you will save. 30% or more on your travel hmm. by using that. You just need to be flexible with dates and you need to obviously be at the house every now and again to feed the animals, but that's it. Um, Cornflower Blue says, an obvious one is to declutter and work out what you have not been using and sell it on eBay, Gumtree, Facebook, etc., and make a little extra cash for your cleaning. And I'll give you one more, uh, which is this one. I cycle between food delivery platforms such as Dinnerly, Everplate, Marley Spoon, and HelloFresh. Sign up, then cancel the subscriptions once you're out of the promo period, then sign up to another one. They always send you another 40 to 50% off voucher uh, every few weeks. Can uh, confirm. Can confirm. You're on this yep. bandwagon at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, have been doing this for two years without fail nice so good so i mean there are heaps that people sent through like i I had some really good serena so many people sending in their stuff uh honeybird travel really good money saving hacks well thank you to everyone that did send them through they uh they made my life easy and they're great for us to share on the show so keep them coming now that's enough from me kate tell us everything what's happened (laughs) (laughs) stuff everything
2: everything
1: (laughs) um yeah well i started the trip so Well, if anyone's new to the podcast, I probably should add some context. Mm. I went on my long-awaited trip to Europe over the summer that because I- Because w- you'd
0: planned to go before.
1: I planned to go in 2020 for my six-month adventure, and I'd saved and planned intensely Quit on a spreadsheet for about two years beforehand. But we all know what happened in 2020, so that went on the back burner. So I finally got away for four weeks over the summer. Yep. And I had an absolutely wonderful time. I went to Rome, I went to Paris, I went to London, I went to Edinburgh, and I went on a tour around the Highlands, So great. and it was quite an adventure, it was definitely a challenge traveling solo, because you have to make so many decisions by yourself, and you've got no backup person, because when you have a friend or mm. multiple, a group of people, you can go, oh, where do you think we should go, we should go there, okay, look, and you've got someone to go out with for every mm. meal, and... Mm. It just makes things easier, but I was doing it by myself. So trying to navigate everywhere on my own and making lots of friends, which is the good part of traveling solo. It definitely pushed me to talk to a lot more people when if I had a group of people with me that I knew, I probably wouldn't have done that. So yeah. Yeah, totally. when I went to places, I when I went on tours, when I went to different hostels, I actually went up to people and started saying hello and having conversations. And that meant that I really had dinner alone, which was wonderful. Um, so I think that was a good challenge. My most eventful part was after the first week, my phone died. Completely dead? Yes, completely dead. Very dead. Oh, boy. No. And so I had thought I was very clever at the start of the trip because my sister told me I could get an eSIM, which I could have running at the same...
0: Yeah, you have it inside in, your phone. In my phone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you can set that up on your iPhone. And I paid about $100 for unlimited Wi-Fi for 30 days across yep. anywhere yep. in Europe. So I was okay. like, I'm set. I can get maps anywhere. I can access my bank accounts, everything. beautiful. So it was going well mm. until the phone died. <laughs> and then I realized I could not access my banking. I could not pay via Apple Pay. Luckily, I had set it up on my watch, so that worked. Huh. Um, and I still had the card. I didn't have backup cards because I just hadn't really thought the whole thing through. <laughs> I wow. couldn't access maps. Social media, anything like that. Luckily, i had taken my iPad with me because I'd planned to read some books on there. And so I was able to use internet at hostels and get Google Maps up so I could get to the next location. But, you know, um, you you look super cool when you're whipping (laughs) out the iPad on the street corner (laughs) once you've connected to the next person's free Wi-Fi. I've probably got a lot of viruses because I connected to hundreds of different free Wi-Fis figuring out the map I took a screenshot and then got to the next location I got lost multiple times and when I went to shows or museums where I had to book a ticket and it's all QR codes now Mm. I had to bring out the iPad (laughs) and the QR code was so big and Multiple times, people like, I've never seen a QR code that big before. <laughs> and they struggled to scan it. Um, and taking photos of an iPad also looks looks really great, too. Yeah, yeah uh, I can imagine. You look really, really cool. Um, <laughs> so it definitely challenged me a lot more, not having a phone for the next three weeks. Because one, I stopped taking photos. Because yeah. I was like, oh, taking photos on the iPad is lame. And my camera was really bad because it's an older iPad. So I stopped thinking about taking photos which probably made me more in the moment, True. because I didn't have internet, except when I connected to street corners, I had to really get a better sense of direction because I'd take a screenshot and mm. I'd have to kind of get the general gist. So I got to know the areas near the hostels I was staying a lot more. And uh, I also didn't know how much money I had in my bank account for a while until my parents pointed out that at ATMs, you can do a, a card balance check and it's free. And so I haven't done this for years. I haven't done that in God knows how long. Yeah, I, I don't I remember I haven't even been the... to Asia, but God knows how <laughs> yeah, long. Like, that would never while. cross my mind. Um, but you can pop your, pop your card in any ATM and just put in your PIN and just ask for a balance check and it will come up in the screen how much you've got left on that card. Huh. So that gave me some peace of mind that I had enough money to make it through to yep. the next stage. But I would recommend it spreading... Your travel money onto a few different cards, so you've got some backup yeah. plans because one of my banks uh, was an app-only um, bank. Oh, really? Yes, and it doesn't have a desktop version, so I couldn't get into the app because I didn't have. I couldn't do the SMS code, and there was no other option. Hello. Um, so that meant I couldn't transfer money from a savings to a transaction account, but I was able to transfer money to my spending account from another bank account that had a desktop login option, so I could go on my iPad and log in via the browser. Wowzers. So that's just something to keep in mind if you are travelling overseas. uh, If you do lose your phone and it's an SMS code system, um, it might be quite difficult, so make sure you Mm. have written down your bank account details somewhere maybe a piece of paper that's at the very bottom of your backpack. Um, so you can log into your bank accounts via a web browser if someone lets you use their computer or something like that because most of us don't travel with a laptop. Most probably don't travel with an iPad. So I was just yeah. lucky I had that. Yeah. Um, so you've got some backup options for accessing your money. Yeah. I remember
2: Sorry. when I went overseas, what I did, I had the like my travel card that had already like euros on it, already mm-hmm. transferred, and then I had... Like a the up card, which was Aussie dollars. And then I also had a separate debit card as well. And then I went with my partner who also had his separate debit card as well. So we had like
1: those yeah, backups in ways. case yep. something screwed up. Yeah. yeah. So if you're so, like, especially if you're traveling solo, I think you need a few backups. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that beforehand. Yeah. And I was like... If I hadn't had my iPad, I didn't know a single one of my bank logins. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know those client numbers, the 10-digit the yeah. number sequences, and I would have been in a world of hurt um, because I definitely had to transfer some money to have enough for the rest of the trip. So I would check your backups, make sure you've got some alternative options to log into your account, maybe not put all your travel money in one bank account, take some backup cards, uh, maybe you know someone who's able to send you some money, not everyone is. Um, but just having a few backup options there, definitely.
0: Yeah. And I guess the, another lesson learned is buy as many Apple devices as you possibly can.
1: <laughs> yes. Having backup Apple devices without <laughs> that iPad. What, you, what what would have you actually done if you didn't have the iPad? Apple Watch. Because then, right yeah. then I wouldn't have been able to contact anyone. So I, yeah. must, I probably would have had to ask the hostel to use their computer oh my God. to log in.
0: Internet cafe, style. I, <laughs> Internet cafe But then I wouldn't
1: have known any of my acts, so maybe I could log into my iCloud account and find something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, luckily I didn't have to deal with it, but one of the girls I met at Hostel said, oh, she brought a backup phone just for this circumstance if something happened to her main phone because there's so many apps that require that SMS code yeah. as a security measure to log in or an authentication code. So now I've Mm. lost access to all my authentication codes set up on my phone. So I've had to be, I've been calling other banks and providers to reset that, do all the ID check to set up the authenticator app on my new phone. So it's been so much fun. Good stuff. Good wow. stuff. I would have just caved and
2: bought a phone straight away. Just come home? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Call it a day. I'm done, guys. I can't function.
0: <laughs> All right, Kate. You've got an update for us on the cost of things in central London, which is where you spent a lot of time. So tell us a little more. Yeah, This will also give us insight into what Kate is yes. purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: since we are a finance podcast, I'd think, I thought I'd share some dollars, or in this case, pounds. Uh, so... For beverages, uh, coffee was definitely a bit more expensive. Um, but I was really into this place called the Chai Guys at Seven Dials Market, but they've got a few locations. And they made the best chai I've ever tasted, mm. like in huge teapot-looking things. And they had different flavors. And they did a tester for me. And I tried a few different ones. So and good. Um, hmm. Like, instead of getting a coffee, as chai. And it wasn't powder. And it wasn't brewed tea in a teapot. It was just... I don't know, the milk was cooked with the chai. That northern hemisphere <laughs> it was stuff. So good. Yeah. Anyway, so that was £3.8 so $6.70, my bank said when it. $6.70. Yeah. It's almost as expensive but I mean, as Melbourne. It was pretty much <laughs> a, <it> was <laughs> a luxury <laughs> beverage.
0: So. Oh, okay. Well, yep.
1: I cats. went and got breakfast at a place called Farm Girl in Kensington. And so for. Toast and eggs and a coffee, I paid 13.5 pounds. So that was $23.90. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so reasonable. Not bad.
1: Yeah? Similar. Not yeah. Similar. I think i go for brunch in a nice Melbourne suburb. Yeah, no, exactly. you'd be paying you'd more be than like, 24 bucks. Yeah. Probably nearly Although, if that it's point. just, yeah. It was just eggs on toast, so it wasn't. Oh, right. It wasn't like five side Free items. range eggs or regular yes, eggs? Yes,
0: free range eggs. Chicken eggs? They were chicken eggs. <laughs> OK, get you <get> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um
1: in terms of accommodation, I was staying at hostels. Um so I was picking ones with better ratings and I was picking female only dorms and smaller numbers. So you could get up to sixteen people in a room. So I was picking like four to six people in a room. Yeah. Um and they had en-suites for that room, just one yeah. like yes. one shower bathroom situation. So one of the hostels I stayed in in London, that was near Hyde Park, if anyone knows that. It's a huge park. Uh, for seven nights that was four hundred and sixty two dollars Australian. So that's approximately sixty six per night. Australian. Not bad at
0: all. Sixty six clams. What's the ideal number of people in a room?
1: <laughs> like, four was good.
0: Four was good.
1: Six was fun. What's, I didn't try any more than that.
0: What's nine? Yeah, nine. Nah. If six is
1: Nine's maybe not a good time. No. Nah. And twelve? No, nah, that's too many. <laughs> that's way too many. Well, no. that's 16. No.
0: That's like an army bag. I did see twenty.
1: That seems a bit too much.
0: Wow. That's for the real the No, I couldn't animals do monsters. that. No, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I met lots of people who had been planning to travel for six months or 12 months and so they were the budget was much more important to them and so they were cooking at the hostels and they were doing like lower budget activities walking more places and they were staying in the 20 person rooms um because they were maybe half the price of what i was paying for
0: a night yeah makes sense it's just a place to crash i guess and then
1: uh everyone's favorite fish and chips and uh Mushy. Well, they weren't mushed very much. They just seemed like fully formed peas. It said mushy peas on the menu. Uh, that was £16, so $28.30. So that so, was a little bit expensive, I thought, for what I got.
0: So fish and chips plus m- semi mushed peas. Yes. For 28 bucks. Yeah. What kind of fish was it? I
1: don't know, cod. <laughs> but it wasn't cod. amazing. It was okay. It was
0: fish. Just a standard cod. Yeah, yep. sure. Okay, so that's not too bad. But you would probably say if you looked at that and you were going to stay in London in particular, it would it'd be more expensive in Australia, just yeah. overall. I
1: yeah. mean, a journey, one-way journey on public transport was nearly $4.50 Australian. One-way? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's not bad. Yeah. I think it capped out, but I have I don't think I hit the cap,
0: so... Oh, okay yeah well yeah because you probably go like a few times yeah. and then it's like a daily rate or whatever
1: but then going to shows and going to musicals i was paying anywhere from forty dollars australian to a hundred dollars australian per show or play depending on how big and popular it was they were always mm. sold out but i was usually able to the day before get a, a single person restricted few seats and they were all great so i had a great time um and that's Seem to be a lot cheaper than going to a really good musical over here.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, if, yeah, if you go to some of the bigger ones here. Like, exactly. Even like yeah. things like Harry Potter and all that, it's a few hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: And over there in, in London, the, the British Museum, the National Gallery, all sorts of places are free to go yeah. in. So I, I went in with the expectation that London would be expensive, and, and it was, but I don't think it was an ex- as expensive for staying in hostels that people made it out to be
0: okay Sweet. did you check out any epl any premier league games soccer fan no
1: no i oh. heard people mention sport a few times <laughs> 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 The <sports.
0: laughs> <Sport>. uh, <laughs> uh, that's great okay well that sounds like you had a fan tabulous trip yeah, i did i did have fun yeah i
1: was ready to come
0: home but i had fun yeah five weeks is great a great stretch in europe so yeah, that's so good yeah well done Yeah, I survived. No, like it, like it, like it. Okay, so now we'll just uh, finish off the money and chill with a few things that's going on behind the scenes. We know a lot of you like to know what we're up to, what we're doing, uh, what we're kind of just working on. Uh, Obviously, Christmas is a great time of year to reset the batteries, focus on the year ahead, et cetera, et cetera. So it did turn out, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, sure enough, (laughs) that January 2023 i.e. we're recording this on the 2nd of Feb. That was only a couple of days ago. Was the single biggest month ever on the podcast. So... It's pretty cool. Yeah. And not just bigger. It was like... I think it was... Because we, we can see like total downloads and number of unique listeners when we look at the, the analytics, right? And we could see that we were... It was 21% higher than December. December is often a bit of a soft market. people got other stuff to do. But 21% higher. Which is huge. Not bad at all. Yeah. So you're obviously telling your friends about it. Your friends are finding us. And that's just amazing. So the entire RAS community, and we all thank you for that, um, because it means more students enrolled in courses, uh, free courses. It better means, guests. Be, yeah, better guests. And we've got some big ones, like one in particular coming up. Um, and it just means like we can just bring you more. And we can. It basically, in reality, it means that we can spend more time on individual shows and uh, prepare more free stuff for you. So uh, yeah, keep telling your friends, keep telling your your family to to join us, particularly at the start of the year is when they're most motivated to talk about money. So give it a crack. Um, we also would love to hear from you, Kate. I think this is really important.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we're plotting out the rest of the year's worth of content because yes. we, we like to plan. And if there is something that we haven't covered or haven't covered recently since we have not been going for a quite a while now yeah. that you want us to talk about on the investors, the finance, the business podcasts, maybe cover an article on Rask Media and Rask Core. Whatever. Send us a message on Instagram. Make sure you don't follow any of the impersonator oh, accounts. We're yeah. not going to DM you about crypto or trading. It's just Rask Australia and you can go to rask.com.au to verify it's the right account. Um Yeah, that's really message. important.
0: Double click on that. Like, please, there are some scam accounts out there. They're, they might look like us, but they might have an underscore or there might be something weird about them.
1: They might end with a Q that's yeah. a current one running around. Yeah,
0: Never, never. We're never going to approach you and talk to you about trading. We're never going to talk to you about cryptocurrency. Please report them. Don't report the main account, the actual account, but report them. Uh, we've spoken. We've tried. I've tried to speak to in, uh, Instagram about it, but please just, yeah. Don't fall for that.
1: Yes. So send us a DM on Insta, send us an email, jump into the RAS Core community and let us know what you mm-hmm. want. If there's a guest, if there's a topic to cover in 2023, and we'll try and slide them in to the schedule somewhere. Interesting.
0: Uh, yes, we will. Um, Monique, question for you yes. What have been your favorite episodes? I'm going to put you right on the spot. Oh, if sorry. Your favorite Monique episodes across us. all the podcasts over the last few months?
2: Oh, my lordy. Um, I think I said this to you recently. I really enjoyed, like, the Evan Lucas ones.
0: Oh, Evan Yes. Writing this down. Yep.
2: Um, what,
0: the book one? Evan Lucas is the yeah. author of Mind Over Money, by the way. He's been on the show a few times.
2: Yep. And he was he was in one of the summer series ones as well.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was.
2: Um, oh, what I about forgotten. Nick Crocker? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Nick. Yeah, he Yeah, Nick Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah he's the um, venture capitalist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Did you like Glenn's episode? Glenn, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, that just um, came out this week. So, yeah, that was awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm just writing these down. So, I'll share these on uh, yeah. Instagram. So, yeah. Um, we What about, the, like, you know, we had some great ones like Queenie as well. Queenie was cool. The, the budgeting one. Yeah.
1: That was cool. Yeah. That was Monique's episode. Yeah. The, my episode, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah um, also, the happiness one. How buy happiness. Oh, buying something. happiness. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was really nice. Yeah,
0: that was brilliant. That yeah, was, was really That a good. while ago now. That was probably six months ago. Buying happiness. Yeah. If you do remember that episode, we talked about like m- using money as a tool for freedom. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah eight ways to buy happiness. I can send you the academic paper if you
1: like. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> oh, you yes. know you'll read it
0: on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I need a few wines with yeah. that one. Um, so she's that's right great. She's my book, so okay. she's okay. ready to go. <laughs> so Evan Lucas has obviously appeared on this channel a few times. You'll hear more from him in 2023. Uh, Nick Crocker appeared on the Australian business podcast first, but then it was shared across because that was just a brilliant conversation. Glenn James appeared, who's the founder of My Millionaire Money, on the Investors podcast, It's the yellow one, you know, that one that we do off to the side. Um, Queenie appeared on this show um, and special shout out for Queenie Kate, tell us more What is happening?
1: Well, Queenie has made our TikTok account go viral I guess <laughs> yeah. for TikTok yeah. um, Her hack on the Coles, Coles rain check feature mm. which, uh, yes, it might have been around for a while but I, I think most oh. of my generation no, had I'd never heard about never it Never knew that existed So that's was news I think it's... Um, Essentially, if there's an item in the catalog, has to be in a catalog that's on sale, and you go into the store during the sale period, and it's out of stock because it's a popular item on sale, you can go to the staff and ask for a rain check, and they'll write down the details on a slip, and then within the next, I think it's 30 days, and there's an item limit, you can come back on another day when the item's in stock and get-
0: The sale price.
1: The sale price. But so there's, there's multiple rules, I believe.
0: Someone from Woolworths is listening to this and writing it down now, like, "Goddamn, all these podcast guys." Yes, from my <laughs> we
1: from, <doing> this <laughs> no, from my googling, Woolies stopped it during ah, COVID and they wow, haven't brought it Google back. It Interesting. Well,
0: Woolies, bring it back already. Yeah, been waiting. <laughs> so uh,
1: Queenie <laughs> did an episode during our summer series for January, which was on seven ways to save money on the cost of living because I think we're all feeling it a Absolutely. little bit. Yeah. I've had emails from all my energy bill providers saying your bill is going to go up from next month onwards. And this is how much extra it's going to be for you a month, which is good that they give you that indication. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is
0: a finance podcast. So if you're listening to this, uh, this is a serious comment. Make sure you are cleaning out your finances. And I mean that seriously right now. Stop spending on crap. Start saving more money because 2023 could be a harder year for a lot of people then we all realize. So I'm not saying that to be doomsayer, but it just makes sense. Just do it now, sell the stuff, sell that second car. If you've got a car that's just sitting in the driveway, now's a great time to sell a secondhand car, get rid of it, sell that stuff that you don't really need. Because even though I say this, like it sounds scary, it's actually an opportunity. Because if you run your finances properly, it actually means that if times do get hard, you can invest more. At better prices so even if you over save you'll have more money and you'll sleep better so just do it now and that means things like negotiating rents um it means cutting costs um cutting back on those subscriptions all that stuff i just bring that up now it's really important as we move through 2023 mortgage rate cliff is coming too guys um okay so we're also working on something kate with queenie are we allowed to say I don't know. don't know.
1: Depends how much uh, secrecy you want behind it.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: let's just say there might be a collaboration between Rask Education and Invest with Queenie coming your way soon.
0: Yes. So please watch this space very closely. Queenie uh, is a brilliant uh, content creator. So we are stoked that we may or may not be to be announced, to be confirmed. Be working with her on something which would be really cool we have on equity mates coming up so if you're a fan of the equity mates podcast channel and what the guys are doing over there uh, we do have a value investing mini series come out with those guys in Uh, a week or two yeah a week or two so what you will be able to do is you don't already listen to it go and listen to that but um we as you know work with equity mates for our courses Uh, so we have the value investor program which is for more advanced investing that's available on Rask education um it's normally $4.99, but when we air these episodes, there will be a discount code, so keep an eye out for that. Uh but we also do the get started investing course for them. Which uh, is free. Which is completely free. It's a fantastic course and it goes along with their book. So keep an eye out for both of those things. Um Jesus, it seems like a lot that we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> so I'll give you a couple of other quick ones. Our Australian Business Podcast is like it's like, to be honest, it's blowing me away. Um The Australian Business uh, Podcast focuses on small businesses and medium businesses. You don't have to start a business. You might have a side hustle you're thinking about. You might be a manager in a workplace. It really doesn't, you don't need to have a business to do this. And it's definitely not one of those ones that's like, hey, bro, go start a tech company and dominate the world. It's not about that. It's about real businesses, whether you're a tradie, you're a hairdresser, you're, I don't know, you're a landscaper, you're doing whatever. Um, That is the Best resource probably you can find uh, because it takes you through everything. We've got, Kate, I'm just going to say 2,300, 400 students in the course. Maybe eyebrows are wazing. I've in.
1: been on holiday. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's so been a few weeks now. I think there's, right.
0: it's approaching 2,500 students that have enrolled in the free business course. Uh, it's got everything you need from HR docs right through to how to understand cash flow. So go and check it out. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, We are doing, this will be announced soon on other channels, but we are now the official podcast provider for the Australian Shareholders Association. So this is a huge thing for me personally, uh, because growing up as an investor, um, as a small investor, especially when I worked at The Motley Fool, we just championed individual shareholders because they're the ones that always get left behind. So if you've got 500 bucks, 5,000 bucks, you're a small shareholder. And in the finance world, you often get left behind. So, the Australian Shareholders Association, or ASA for short, uh, is an organization, a not for profit organization, that represents small shareholders. So, if you have any interest in forcing companies to do the right thing, to pay their employees well, to keep the boards accountable, to ask the hard questions about things like sustainability or corporate governance or pay equality, all of these things are why the ASA exists. And we're stoked because we get to work with them now. Um, not only on their events, but also for their podcasts. So you'll be hearing more from them and what we do with them in the new year. But that mainly is taking place in the Australian Investors Podcast because it's perfect alignment for them. So we're super stoked about that. Um, we are looking for people. So if you want to join the team, let us know if you have some sort of superpower. I won't bring it up now um, just for the sake of time. Maybe I'll cut to this one last thing, which is we are going on the road mm-hmm. in 2023. I think FinFest was awesome from Equity Mates. Our event in uh, December in Melbourne was so much fun.
1: I hear it's happening again this year.
0: Yes, it is. So (laughs) FinFest is happening again. Kudos to the people at Equity Mates, but also we are going on the road, and we're not just stopping at one place. Being just down the road here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. we are going all up the east coast. Our plan is to go across the to the west as well, south and north from here. We are going everywhere. So now you're about
2: to say the world, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> next stop <up> New York.
0: <laughs> so um, no, we are going all over. So you will find more information on the Rask Media website, or if you just Google Rask Roadshow. I'm really keen to get, if you are living in places like uh, regional Victoria, New South Wales, maybe if you're in Cairns, if you're in Perth, if you're in Adelaide, these types of places, which we haven't been to before, I'm really looking for someone like a local guide, someone who can help us plan events in these places. So if you know locations, if you know people in the area, if you know like where we can try to grow awareness for financial literacy in your town, please let us know because we really want to come through and we want to help people learn about finance. we do our book giveaways, all that sort of stuff Got behind me. Um, please let us know. You can just write into us, whichever way works for you. Um, it would be great to get you involved. So, Kate, okay, we'll finish up the show now, but um, any interesting reads, podcasts, things, academic journals that you're going to hand to Monique? <laughs> um, what have you been reading? Anything you want to share?
1: Well, I did read a few interesting court cases, but I might leave that to a different conversation. But I listened to a <laughs> fascinating audio book called *The Way Home* by Mark Doyle, and uh, he's been known as the Moneyless Man because he fully gave up, up money for a few years. But this book is about his journey to going off the grid and living without money and living without things like electricity because you have to pay for that. And uh, it, it was fascinating. He's he's an interesting man. I didn't. Does he live in a house? Yeah, he kind of I think he built it or he bought it. I don't know, that bit was glossed over probably. <laughs> okay. He, there was definitely a house cuz he was like reading and had put a candle. But it was just an interesting look about how a lot of our modern technologies actually mm. end up cutting us off from our community and so because he was doing a lot of this stuff without money, it forced him to connect with his community and they were he was somewhere out in the middle of nowhere but he was still near people and so they actually worked together and they helped each other on growing produce and building yeah. fences and repairing their houses. And so it was it was a nice listen. I don't think I would want to do it myself. But I also read his uh, The Moneyless Manifesto, which was... Um, Moneyless Manifesto. A pretty hectic read, I would say. Uh, I might not recommend that one. He does go a little bit... Uh,
0: Okay. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but it was. It was interesting. There was some different, uh, like um, brushing your teeth with crushed up cuttlefish. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. So, but it does make you think what? about
0: all the what? ways. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting your teeth.
1: Yeah, that's a bit gross. You I need something um, abrasive.
0: I, I guess if we kind of like take the. Surface off, like right? He, he the dentist listening to this like, do not no, do No, don't do that.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, the, the, it was well, quite extreme. Maybe like, yes, it. <laughs> it. was quite extreme, but it, was, it did make me reflect on all the ways that maybe modern technology actually disconnects me from community and things that maybe, yes, mm. you could automate this part of your life and, yes, you could find the more efficient solution, but what do you lose in the process? Yeah. And so that it did make me remember that I do want to do a 24-hour tech-free day every week, probably on a Sunday, um, and just disconnect for a while. Um, because there's a lot of things I love doing that when I have technology around, I end up not doing. So it was yeah. fascinating. You mm. could
0: also do that when you write. Like if you wanted to be, I feel like if you were writing a lot, it's hard because most people type. But writing, mm. if you could somehow just like disconnect, yeah, I, but I would it do it a on not a work day. Yeah,
1: so I could actually go out with people and not take a phone with me or things like that. When yeah, I do take it, take a book you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was it was fascinating um, just thinking about how do you live without all those modern conveniences and just the amount of ways that we use money that we don't even realize to make life easier so it was interesting
0: there's a there's a recent film that came out it's called where the crawl dad sink it's like a book, mm. uh, movie about uh, a young lady who grows up in like i think it's like the swamps in the u.s um this is really interesting because it's completely off grid and yeah. it, it gives you that perspective of you don't have all those modern comforts and then society kind of encroaches on you and you don't realize like The world gets developed around her and that Mm. sort of stuff and it's really interesting yeah wow yeah Yeah.
1: i think listening or watching things about people who live differently to you is always interesting because you can get little bits of insights yes it might not be something that you ever try Mm. yourself but it makes you think about the way you do things and we're all about being intentional with your time and money here so anything like that i mean it won't be a book for everybody but If you have a lot of time to kill, it could be something interesting to listen to. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, And you've got one more podcast rec for us?
1: Yes. uh, I hadn't listened to it before, but Forager Funds Management, which is an Australian funds management company, Australia and US, they have a podcast called stocks meat, which is, I, I believe, a wi- whiskey. Yeah,
0: it's a yeah, it's a play on reference. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you just have the whiskey straight up. Yeah, so they no.
1: they drink whiskey. So
0: oh, they actually drink whiskey they try while different talking about whiskey stocks. each time. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Steve Johnson, yeah. great marathon runner, by the way, he's the founder of.
1: But yeah, <laughs> the the podcasts were short and sweet. They they're like half an hour. They covered some interesting topics. So I, I listened to a heap of those and took some notes uh, while I was on some long train rides. So. That might be something to listen to if you're interested in active investing. They talked about mm. their small caps in 2023, active management, mergers and acquisitions. So different, interesting topics. If that is your cup of tea, if
0: that's your cool. cup of whiskey, get on oh, it. That oh, it. That would Forages be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <isn't that>? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, cool. I like it. Um, Any
1: books or podcasts on?
0: I didn't actually read any books while I was away. I just tried to escape finance completely and just completely switch off. But I did realize that when I was at Hartley's Crocodile Park in Cairns, that if a crocodile was to sneak up on me, I would have no chance.
1: (laughs) We all knew that.
2: I was having this discussion with someone else too the other day for some reason. Like, yeah, we just wouldn't really have a chance with a crocodile. They're too strong. They're dinosaurs. They're
0: enormous. But what I, because I was fishing like three and a half hours north of Port Douglas, like on the coast. On the water's edge, I was fishing and I was like, oh, I'd spot one. <laughs> <laughs> <Did> one <creep laughs> got cro- the boat? Crocodile Park, they got this like five meter croc and it sits in the water and you're like, oh, that's a pretty deep pond. And then he goes and he aggravates it and then he shows you the water's less than 30 centimeters deep oh my God. and this is five meters long and you can't see it. Shit. Yeah. And, and you got to think about it. Crocodiles are the only animals that will, that actually see humans as food. Like sharks yeah. bite you, but they don't bite you because- they, I mean, they're not always interested in eating you. Mm-hmm. They just buy you because they're curious. These things want to eat
1: yeah. you. <laughs> so it's terrifying. Like, so you voluntarily went oh to God. a place called a crocodile park. It's Why actually really
0: you? cool. If you've been there, it's uh, off the top of my head. I'm going to say it's like forty bucks, but it's a solid three hours of it's like a entertainment. Tour? Yeah, they do tours on like little boats through their man made lagoon <laughs> nice. with high sides and glass and <laughs> oh, all that yes. sort of stuff. Makes it all better. But it's actually one of those like wildlife kind of um places where you can go where it's actually you know I think here in Victoria in particular we have this kind of like thing because I used to work at Melbourne Zoo right Mm. so we have this thing where it's like safety first like don't go too close um and everyone's really polished and it's all perfect but there it's still kind of like they're really fun um they're really like welcoming it's really like personal type people that you deal with at the Hartleys and so I just thought it was awesome. If you get the chance, it's about, well, 30 minutes north of Cairns, on your way to Port Douglas, just a little bit past Palm Cove. Uh, so if you get a chance with your family or just by yourself, go and stop in. It mm. is seriously fun. Yeah, it's seriously fun. Um, so that's what I would say. Um, and other than that, like I have just been, I guess I've just been listening to a bit of Invest Like the Best. It's a podcast out of the US, Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Always a classic. Solid, probably the best investing podcast overall. Um, and then just Tim Ferriss. Just yeah. every now and again, just tune in and hear what he's had to say. Great state.
1: episode Classic. in January on Habits with James Clear. Atomic so, Habits, yep. Yeah, yep. author of Atomic Habits. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: oh, and one actually, I did actually, now that I remember, I did actually listen to about three episodes of um, Rule Breaker Investing. <laughs> I'm going to start and end this podcast well. well. Um, Rule Breaker Investing by David Gardner, who's a co-founder of The Motley Fool. It's like half, David is just an, inc- I just find him incredible. Uh, it's like, he's like half like Shakespearean type creative writer and half investor and he's one of the best investors that have lived over the last 50 years so it's just incredible nice. to hear him on a podcast and uh, he does it every week it's free and it's so good so yeah, yeah nice to be. hear you
1: mention an investor that's not warren
0: not warren yeah i <laughs> mean oh, waited to the end of the show warren buffet <laughs> i'm sure he'll come up throughout the year buffet, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that's it monique do uh, have you oh you know psychology of money well
2: yeah that's would that's you recommend it i would recommend we
0: well, did give it to your dad so what's I guess the next 10?
2: book Okay, you need to give me one.
0: Oh, Oh, here we go. We've got some books
1: over
2: there.
0: Yeah, sort your (laughs) your career out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shelley Johnson, uh, Glenn James, sort (laughs) your career out. I probably shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) 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 Sort your career out. Um, But no, Uh, well, we've got so many books yep. in here in the office, so I'm sure Kate will be able a wreck one. Yep. But um, yeah, if you like to keep this conversation going, Money and Chill is once a month, please jump over into the RAS Core community. It's $9.99 a month. We tell you basically how to invest your core portfolio into the, the ETFs that I like. Um, it is such an easy way to get off the, I guess, first base, first base with investing and get started and feel confident in that. So we've got a heap of resources in there, like the highest... Uh, interest bank accounts and all that sort of stuff you get exclusive content inside rascore so go and check that there'll be a link in the show notes that was a great way to start the year ladies thank you so much for joining me kate it is always a pleasure welcome back from europe and thanks
1: thank you very much we've got lots of content planned for the next few months so uh, stay tuned
0: mm. yes we do indeed and monique mini pizza yes. as always thanks for joining us
1: thank you can't wait for the next one